This is a Reconstructionist radio production. Please visit chalcedon.edu to download this book in PDF or to purchase this book. God's Plan for Victory The Meaning of Postmillennialism by Rusus John Rustuni Chalcedon Foundation, Vallecito, California, 95251 Copyright 1997 by Rusus John Rustuni Chapter 7 Predestination and the Law It is time now to speak of the errors of much postmillennialism and its adherents and the reason for their decay. The heart of postmillennialism is the faith that Christ will, through his people, accomplish and put into force the glorious prophecies of Isaiah and of all the scriptures. That he shall overcome all his enemies through his covenant people, and that he shall exercise his power and kingdom in all the world and over all men and nations, so that, whether in faith or in defeat, every knee shall bow to him and every tongue shall confess God. Romans chapter 14, verse 11. Philippians chapter 2, verse 11. God declares through Isaiah, quote, I have sworn by myself, and the word is gone out of my mouth in righteousness, and shall not return, that unto me every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall swear. End quote. Isaiah chapter 45 and verse 23. St. Paul restates this as fulfilled in Christ's coming and through his people. Romans chapter 14 verse 11, Philippians chapter 2, verse 11. The great petition of the Lord's Prayer declares the centrality of this aspect of our faith. We are required in true prayer to pray after this manner, Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, asking God, quote, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. End quote. Matthew chapter 6, verse 10. Prayers, which are mindless of this petition, miss the essence and the heart of the prayer as our Lord requires it. How is Christ's kingdom to come? Scripture is again very definite and explicit. The glorious peace and prosperity of Christ's reign will be brought about only as people obey the covenant law. In Leviticus 26, Deuteronomy 28, and all of Scripture, this is plainly stated. There will be peace and prosperity in the land, the enemy will be destroyed, and men will be free of evils only, quote, if ye walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and do them, end quote. Leviticus chapter 26, verse 3. The obedience of faith to the law of God produces irresistible blessings. Quote, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. End quote. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 2. On the other hand, disobedience leads to irresistible curses. Quote, 
But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. End quote. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 15. According to these and other declarations of Scripture, the determination of all things within time is in terms of obedience and disobedience to God's law. This is plainly spelled out for the various areas of life. First, national, rural, and urban prosperity and successes are conditional upon obedience to God's law. Second, human fertility is similarly an area where God's curse and blessings are operative, and we are either cursed or blessed in the fruit of our bodies. Third, agricultural fertility and prosperity are also tied to the law. Fourth, the weather is likewise related to the law, so that God judges and blesses by means of rain, hail, snow, dew, and sun. Fifth, our relationship to our enemies is again conditional upon obedience. Sixth, our personal lives and activities are blessed or cursed in terms to our obedience of God's law. The doctrine of predestination is not fatalism. It does not deny responsibility to man. Rather, it asserts the coincidence of God's predestination and man's responsible action, so that, while the primary causality is of God, the secondary causality is of man. The reality of secondary causes is not negated, but rather established by God's primary causality. I am not less a man because I am a sinner, a mortal, and a child of my times. Equally, I am not less a responsible man, and, in a secondary sense, a man with a limited, though free will, albeit a creaturely and derivative will, because God is the primary cause of all things and the only ultimate and absolute will. God's determination of history is thus plainly described in his law. If we believe and obey, then we are blessed and we will prosper in him. If we deny him and disobey his law, we are cursed and confounded. We are not raptured into success in Greek fashion. The premillennial idea of the rapture denies God's law. It therefore denies God for his law is the major part of his inscripturated word, and we cannot call a lawless God the God of Scripture. The amillennials deny the victory in history and thus deny the very form and nature of God's predestination of history, so that their doctrine of predestination becomes a formal, hollow shell. Antinomian Postmillennials deny the God-given way to God's kingdom when they bypass the law. In effect, they posit without reference to it, a rapture. How else is the world going to move from its present depravity into God's order? Are we going to float on the vague prayers and the higher life spirituality? 
the antinomian post-millennials have no answer. The charge is often raised that the post-millennialism of colonial and the 19th century Calvinism led to the social gospel of the 20th century. No one has documented this charge, which is obviously false. Hodges, Warfield, Machen, and others were not the source of the social gospel and were hostile to it. The roots of that movement are in Arminianism and, very directly, in that notable humanist revivalist, C.G. Finney. It must be added, however, that, as emphasis on God's law waned, because of the Arminianism of the day and the decline of the Reformed theologians into a rationalistic rather than biblical apologetics, the initiative in society fell into the hands of advocates of the social gospel by default. They alone had an answer for social problems. Their answer, however, was and is humanistic politics. It is thus urgently necessary that Christians return to the law as a God-given means to realizing God's order. The declaration of Scripture is clear, quote, And thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day to the right hand or to the left to go after other gods to serve them, end quote. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 14. To deny God's law is to deny him and his kingdom and to serve other gods and another faith. This we have been doing and calling it, quote, of the Lord, unquote. Is it any wonder that we are under judgment? We need to pray with the psalmist, quote, The earth, O Lord, is full of thy mercy. Teach me thy statutes, end quote. Psalms 119 and verse 64. God has a plan for the conquest of all things by his covenant people. That plan is his law. It leaves no area of life and activity untouched, and it predestines victory. To deny the law is to deny God and His plan for victory. God's Plan for Victory, The Meaning of Postmillennialism by R.J. Rushduni, Copyright Date, 1977 Publisher, Chalcedon Foundation this audio version of God's Plan for Victory, The Meaning of Postmillennialism by R.J. Rushduni has been produced by Reconstructionist Radio and narrated by Doug Hitzel. Please visit www.chalcedon.edu to obtain this book and many, many more items. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows. Or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce 
including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit reconstructionistradio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His kingdom.